0: On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks are playing well, but they got to make a couple of key improvements going forward if they want to be a better team, Luka Doncic's usage rate, their free throw shooting, and more. We'll talk about all that and more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this
1: is Lockdown Mavs. NBA champions! He hits It's
0: good! And the Mavericks have won the game! Thank you, Mavs If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below. Let us know, what's one thing the Mavs need to improve going forward? I'm sure there are none that you can think of. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash Locked on NBA and joining me as always my co-host writer contributor at Mavs.com the improvement engineer the one more thinking what you got for me Isaac Harris
1: you know today's a Monday so it's a good day to talk about the number um, two you know what is cool about the number two right now that's how many wins the Lakers have <laughs> and I just, it's always a good day to celebrate the Lakers sucking. Now they are winning at the current moment. Uh, they're beating Brooklyn, but um, you know, even if they win that, there'll only be uh three, three wins in that column for them. <laughs> but uh, just, it's just, it's always a good day to celebrate the Lakers being bad and it's, it's great.
0: <laughs> Lakers worst record since uh, 2016 Kobe's last year and Byron Scott's last year as a coach.
1: I mean, it's all right. I mean, they can look forward to like a high draft pick. So that's cool.
0: <laughs> I mean, the Pelicans can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. On today's show, the Mavericks need to make some key improvements, and we have them. We have the key improvements the Mavs need to make going forward because they've been playing. They've been playing pretty well. I think they're seven and five. They've got some. They got some good wins. Like I, I went through some of their wins today, and I was like, okay, they won against Memphis, number two in the West. Still a good win. They, you know, they dominated that game. But even even just beating them is good. They beat Utah. They were number one in the West going into yesterday. And then Portland's number three in the West. They beat the top three teams in the West so far. They also beat Toronto, who's 7-7 seven and seven right now, but I think that team's better than that. They beat they beat Brooklyn twice, for whatever that means. And then the other one was against Orlando. Their losses have just been strange, though, right? Like, we've gone over some of their losses and how weird they are. Opening night, Phoenix, game winner. Mavs had a 22-point lead, 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, The Pelicans without Zion, Ingram, Herb Jones, they lost that game. OKC went into overtime. That was a weird game that they lost. They were up by,
1: like, 16 in the fourth quarter. They had a big
0: lead in the fourth quarter in both of those games, too. Uh, Orlando and then Washington are their other two losses, these back-to-back, really weird, just bad losses that they just had. No Paolo for Orlando, no Beal and Christoph Porzingis for the Wizards. Uh, But, Isaac, one big thing that they need to improve on, and this is, like, a team thing, but also a Luca thing, but also a Coach Kid thing. Luca's usage rate has to come down. I think it's the it's the one Mavs talking point nationally that I think everyone is talking about right now. I've heard it on a bunch of different podcasts and seen it written on basketball news and the ringers and talking about it and you know a ESPN and a bunch of other people. It's like the one big talking point. Well, oh, they're doing the Harden thing over and over again. Here we go. We're we're just, we're running this back with Luca having such a high usage rate. And yes, he's number one in the NBA, thirty eight percent. But How can the Mavericks and what do the Mavericks need to do to bring Lucas' usage down, or why do they need to do it?
1: The usage conversation is is reaching like funny levels, though. Because just like they, I have you had like random people that you don't talk too much about basketball with that will come up to you and like, hey, you know, how's the Mavs doing this year? Lucas' usage, man, is <laughs> it's really how I'm like, all right, do you know what usage is? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> um, just because to your point, everybody's talking about it. Like everybody and their brothers talking about Lucas usage. Um, it is something they have to figure out at some point. Like you, you can't, you know, right now you kind of defend it a little bit. If you're Dow saying, Hey, he's super young, he's one of the best players in the world. He's the MVP. He can do this. We build our whole system through him. Like you, you kind of get it. Hey, we've look at our success over the past few years, you know, and, in this first four years of his you know, career, he's already had a conference finals, been to the playoffs three times, all this stuff. So in, in their minds, they're probably looking at it saying, hey, we have a system. We just got to find the right players around it. And it but they got <laughs> I, I don't like the sustainability of it. And I, I think a lot of people would feel the same way about it. And yeah, I mean, you could say Denwood. The easy answer is say it's not on the team. Like it's, it's somebody that whenever they land their second star, that's when the usage might go down. But I don't think as, as long as the current makeup of the team, like it is, I don't think they're ever going to deviate from it.
0: Let's put this conversation a little bit more context. I think because Luca's usage rate right now is at 38. It had been at like 40 before the Portland game and before the weekend, you know, before the weekend, bad games and all that, it was around 40%. It's at 30% right now. Uh, Giannis is at 36.4. He's number two in the NBA. Embiid's at 35.7, and then Jaws at 35. So you have Luka at 38, then 36, 35, 35. So he's like, he's not handling the ball or doing things that much more than everybody else is right now. It's the way basketball is going. When you see these super high rates, you're like, oh, it's the highest rate in NBA history. Or it's one of the highest rates in NBA history. That's just the way the NBA is going right now. I mean, there's
1: seven. Somebody's got to lead the league. <laughs>
0: that's also true. There's seven guys in the NBA with 32 percent or higher usage rate. Like, there's a lot of guys that are handling the ball that are are using possessions a lot more. It's just the way that you make a a better like <laughs> you make a better offense is if you have Luca and Giannis and Trey Young and and Durant and L- even Lillard's at 32 percent. You you have those guys handle the ball more and do more in the offense. And so at a certain point, you don't want to limit usage for Luka too much because you still want to have a successful offense. It's just managing it, I think. I think it's just bringing it down so it's not the the 40% when he first started. That's that's playoff numbers. That's what he was doing in the playoffs the last couple of years and leading the playoffs playoff. in that number too. So it's just managing it a little bit. So I do think it's something they need to improve. I don't think it's this terrible like, oh, my God, this team is screwed if Luka doesn't. No, no, no doesn't bring his usage down now the two games against Orlando and Washington that's where you see the effects of having of Luca having this super high usage rate and he just can't bring it every single night like that
1: and it's it's also I think it's easy for a lot of us and fans to to just frame it on Dallas man they got it like Luca's got to want this too because Luca Luca's got to be on board with it because Luca wants the ball like Luca wants the shell to run through him like I I know we've You know, hey, Lucas played with Dragic. He's you know unselfish player. He is, but he also wants the ball, and he so it's not just a man. Lucas out here begging. He's just begging to have a lower usage, and Dallas just can't provide for him the the answer. It's not just that either. It's it's a combo of both, and I think both of them. I don't know if we can go as far as like say blame because it's not like it's like sucking. Um, It's just long term. We're both worried about it.
0: Yeah, if Luca comes down the floor and takes a quick three, that's that ups his usage rate too, right? Those kind of decisions that he has to either decide: okay, is this the is this the best shot we could get right now, or should I wait and hold that? And that doesn't take too much effort and energy from him to just you know walk up and take a shot like that. But we've seen we've seen that that happened in the Portland game where he just walks up, you know, eighteen seconds left in the shot clock still, and he just jacks up a shot. Like it's those kind of decisions that either coaching or with Luca and I think it's it's more of Luca like after having to decide okay, we have other options. I have you know, Tim Hardaway can hit shots. I have Spencer Dinwiddie who's been awesome the last couple of of games like I know that I can I, I know that I can give it up to these guys. Now the other thing is that Luca's minutes are up too. So you yeah. want to talk about it, like usage rate plus the minutes like that compounds each other to make it worse for Luca. Uh his 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 minutes over his career 32, 33, 34, 35, now he's almost at 37 this year. So like it's raised every single year he's been in the NBA and I think that's the number that needs to change a little bit more to like not compound this whole usage problem even more.
1: Luca will always be top 5 in the NBA in usage. First, yeah. I mean yeah. until the end of his career you no want matter to what. Be. No matter what team he's on, what city he's in, he's going to be top five in usage. The only thing is, can it not be an astronomical number that it's like setting all time records? (laughs) The question is, whenever they do find a defined number two, well, what does that usage look like then? And does it? Yeah.
0: And what other things are they doing? Right, like who else is handling the ball? What other possessions are they creating? So, coming up, let's get into um, a couple more improvements the Mavericks need to make. There's one about the wings. There's one thing about the wings I think absolutely has to improve from the Mavericks point of view, and we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bet Online. It's the best place to check out the odds and lines. Uh, let me tell let me tell you about LinkedIn. Sorry, Bet Online. Wait your turn. Mm. Wait your turn. LinkedIn is a place where you can get your jobs set up and posted for everyone. Everybody knows that every single person that works for you, if you have a small business, is essential. They have to have a usage rate that's much higher than some of the other people that work at these big corporate companies. So you have to put that much more time into that decision. LinkedIn will help you limit that time, but make it effective as well. So go to LinkedIn. They have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience. So you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown MBA. That's LinkedIn slash NBA to post your job for free. Again, LinkedIn.com slash NBA. All right, Isaac Harris. Let's talk about key improvements the Mavericks need to make. We've been talking about Luka Doncic and the Mavericks have to lower his usage. One of the things we mentioned, I just want to give like an, a, an answer to this kind of question is what are the things the Mavs need to do? One thing they need to do is keep trusting Dinwiddie. Like Luka trusting Dinwiddie and starting to like, all right, gave the ball up in certain moments during, you know, during the game. Not even just late clock, but just like during, during different times during the game. Keep trusting Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, he's been awesome, and he's become this incredible three point shooter that he can be a threat on all parts of the court. Did you see that I posted the comparison between Brunson's uh, numbers and Dinwiddie's numbers? Yeah. So Dinwiddie's first twelve games this season so far, he's at eighteen and a half points about five assists, just under two turnovers, and he's had 14 steals so far in 12 games, which is good. Shooting really well, taking a bunch of threes, seven threes, not taking a ton of free throws. Tony Brothers, 2.2 free throws per game, and he's started every single game. Brunson last season, for all the mystique about, oh, what Brunson was last year. This was Brunson's first 12 games with the Mavericks last year. About 15 points, about five assists. 1.3 1.3 turnovers. So he didn't he turns the ball over less than what Brunson does. Only eight steals. He's shooting pretty well. He's only he only took three threes a game and three free throws. And he only had two spot starts in those first 12 games last year. So like Dinwiddie is replacing Brunson's production and more at this point. It's just trying to find to me the replacement then for Dinwiddie's role last year. So yeah. I think the the last thing for taking down Luca's usage is the third ball handler, right? Like to get a th- to get like a third a third guy somewhere that can handle the ball, and not just that Tim can score and Christian Wood can score. That's great, but it has to be a ball handler type person to take the ball out of Lucas' hands just a little bit more. Not even, you know, we're not even asking like a ton, like, like thirty five minutes or something like that. It's just one more guy that can be trusted with the ball in his hands, and I think that uh, all this all this that we've been talking about would benefit from that person.
1: Yeah, I thought you were gonna say uh, go after Goran Dragic, but um, you know th- you they just, didn't have that. You can just
0: bring up old podcasts we've done. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, they didn't have that guy until they made a Porzingis trade last year. They brought in Dinwiddie to be the third ball handler. It worked out well. They went to the conference finals. So at some point, can they make it? You know, can they? Who who's going to be their Dinwiddie? You know, trade this year that yeah. comes off the bench and plays that role. They need it.
0: It would be great if it was like a wing that could also handle the ball a little bit and defend and all that would be, I mean, that's perfect. doesn't necessarily even have to be a point guard. I've seen a lot of like fake point guard trades. All right. Give me another key area. The Mavs have to improve.
1: Uh, I'll do one. that just doesn't take a lot of uh, time to talk about, but just free throw percentage Uh, right now. They are second in the league in free throw attempts per game at 26.8 free throw attempts per game. Um, So they're taking a lot are taking a lot. Yes, yeah, second in the league in that. Um they're 27th in the league in free throw percentage. So uh you're getting to the line a lot. You're taking a lot of free throws, but you're missing you're missing a lot too. So uh got to get the percentage uh looking better on that. You know, you look at um, just per game right now, Luca's at 75% from the line. Christian Wood um is at 68%, almost 69. And Tim Hardaway is at um he's at ninety percent. But it you know, we don't have a ton of players that attempt, you know, Lucas carrying the <laughs> carrying the load here at 11 and a half, you know, free throws a game. But after that, Denwitty, Denwitty's the one. Can we get him to the line a little bit more? He shoots at 81% from the line, uh, but only 2.2 free throw uh free throws a game. So that's the thing. They get to the line a lot in the league, but they're not shooting at a good percentage. So they could definitely improve in that.
0: Yeah. The interesting thing for me about this is with Dinwiddie, he, he's the guy, right? We, we thought before the season, okay, he may not be as good of a get your own shot as Brunson, but he's going to get to the line more than Brunson did. Cause Brunson didn't really get to the line that much. I mean, like it's like two, three times a game. That's really, it was, wasn't really part of his game, but Dinwiddie can and should get to the line more. And then you had the whole monologue with him and Tony brothers. And you know, he, it, Then he had the the eight free throw game. We're like, okay, it's getting better. And then the next couple of games, he didn't take a ton of free throws either. Even if his three point percentage, which is crazy right now, he's shooting like 46% from three on seven attempts. Like that just, I don't think that's sustainable for anybody except for Steph Curry. Like if that even decreases or regresses, or if he shoots worse from three going forward, I think the free throws will replace it, right? Like I think he has a very natural part of his game that's going to, Replace that production if his three point percentage comes back down to earth a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Thanks. <laughs> I know, I knew you had some other ones. And I mean, I have some other ones too. So,
0: um, one of the things I think the Mavericks'
1: wings are they use them a lot. They use B- bone bo- in or bone out. <laughs> they use
0: <laughs> is, are boneless wings really wings, Isaac Harris?
1: They are. I'll, I'll stand by that. Really? You think bone, I- they're chicken nuggets. I- and that's
0: fine. I'll eat them. That's fine.
1: I don't care. Sure. Call them whatever you want, but I'll, I'll eat boneless wings.
0: Are you a boneless over bone in wings?
1: Um, it's less work.
0: It is less work. Yeah. Sometimes the work is worth it though.
1: Oh, for sure. Work worth it. But, uh, I had some, uh, boneless wings the other night before black Panther. It was great. Mm.
0: What the what the Mavs wings do though is they do a lot on defense and they gotta have some they can't be playing super high minutes. And so the thing that I think they need, the Mavericks need to do to keep improving is keep integrating Josh Green in the rotation. Like the more that they can keep integrating him, I think it has benefited the Mavericks. So Josh Green, his first five games of the season, 15 minutes a game. The last seven games, the most recent seven games, 21 and a half minutes a game. So his his minutes have been increasing. I've been tracking that. And now they've sort of like leveled off around like 21 minutes a game, which I think is good. So so keep pushing that, keep integrating him. And what it's done with Dorian and Reggie Bullock is their minutes have decreased. First five games for Dorian, 35 minutes a game. Last seven games, 31 minutes a game. So his minutes have decreased by four, which is great. And for Bullock, he was at thirty seven or 33.7 the first five games. And then now he's only at 25 the last seven games. Like his minutes have really decreased because of of uh, Jalen, uh good Lord, because of Josh green getting introduced into the rotation a little bit more. And I think it's just helped everybody because Dorian and Bullock just have to chase around the best guards all the time on defense. And I think just having one more guy and we've seen Josh green, I thought did a pretty good job on Lillard the other night in certain spots yeah, he did. where, you know, he can, he's super quick and can stay in front of guys. So having that third guy is so important and to keep integrating him, I guess, I don't know if they need to improve that, but just keep, keep doing that basically.
1: Yeah. Dorian's like, I will decrease so that he might increase.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Pastor Isaac. I don't know if you want to break out the acoustic, (laughs) but no.
1: I think that I've been adamant about, I've I've really liked what I've seen from Josh Green this year and not starting and playing 40 minutes, but let's keep him in this role. They needed a third wing that can you know take some minutes off some of these guys.
0: And he seems to be the guy right now. I mean, there's nobody else in the Mavericks. He has to be the guy to step up. Uh, I don't think that Frank Nilakina will get there. Uh, we saw no. him get introduced or he did his debut. And
1: remember before the season when we were like, people <laughs> were saying, "Hey, I think people are forgetting about Frank." Nilekina. No, 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 not people. The GM. I didn't want, I didn't want to put names on it. The God, GM. Just say the GM just- of the
0: team was like, "Hey, explain
1: yourself." <laughs> Sorry.
0: He was like, "You for- people forget about Frank." He said that to us in our media day interview.
1: I think Mark said it in some interviews too. So Cuban. Yeah.
0: I mean, Jason Kidd said it too when when asked about third ball handler. Like everyone said it. Like, oh, third ball handler. Who's that going to be? And they're like, well, you know, people forget about Frank. Yeah, we haven't seen him, and then all of a sudden he comes back and he's working his way back in.
1: Frank's played four minutes this year. Um, do we need to take a break? My timer's off, and uh, (laughs) but but I have another thing they need to improve on.
0: (laughs) First of all, incredible, incredible, like. (laughs) Pointing out the break is coming, and then also the tease of just I have a thing going.
1: <laughs> <a> <laughs> unguarded shots. I want to talk about Mavericks' unguarded shots because there's a big discrepancy from last oh. year to this year, and they need to create more of them. We coming get- up
0: next, we, we were getting too many compliments about the podcast recently. We got we had to be brought back down.
1: <laughs> we'll talk about that? Oh, oh, because you had two solo pods, and we got all the all the compliments. <laughs> 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 I see. I see. Everybody coming in hot, saying, "Hey, the pods doing great." These past few <laughs> days, pods have been awesome. Oh, Isaac's back,
0: <laughs> uh, and he has it
1: shaved. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you took that real personal. All right, we'll, we'll talk about that. Something coming up before we do. Let me tell
1: you now about Bet Online.
0: Bet Online is Woo! best.
1: Bet Online, baby. best place to
0: check out the odds and lines inside and outside of sports. They got a couple of specials.
1: Give me something to guess.
0: You ready for this one? Yeah. Kyrie's next team if not <laughs> if not the Brooklyn Nets. Give me the right. give me the top 3 teams.
1: Lakers, Knicks, Heat.
0: Lakers and Heat are both correct. They're one and two. Uh Knicks are five. So they're they're plus 750. N- number 3, guess the number 3 team. Oh my gosh. Dallas the Dallas Mavericks on Bet Online are plus four hundred to be Kyrie's next team. Um, I don't think I would put any money on that one specifically, but the Lakers one plus one. I'd rather
1: trade for Westbrook.
0: Plus one fifty is really really interesting. That's a that's a that's a whole podcast right there. Would you rather trade for Westbrook or Kyrie? I Erdmann? think we've done this podcast. I think we have done this podcast before. <laughs> uh, but if you want to put money down on that, or NBA games, or on NFL games, or college basketball games, or anything like that, go check it out. It's Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some more key improvements the Mavericks need to make going forward. We talked about Luka's usage. We talked about perimeter defense and free throw shooting and all kinds of stuff. What's another thing the Mavs need to do to improve?
1: So uh, with this offense that Dallas runs, obviously they run everything through Luka, but they generate a ton of, or at least they're supposed to, generate a ton of unguarded catch-and-shoot shots. So right now on those shots, according to Synergy, they are average as we've talked about those rankings on synergy before and they're shooting them at 39% unguarded catch and shoot shots. They're 24th in the league in an unguarded catch and shoot shot attempts 24th in the league. Now they've played 12 games. The Milwaukee bucks have played 12 games. Can you take a guess how many more unguarded catch-and-shoot shots the Bucks have attempted than Dallas?
0: Oh, my gosh. Did you say how many the Mavs had attempted? You said they were 20. 160. You said they were 24th, and the Mavs have taken 160. I'm going to say the Bucks have taken like 250 or something crazy.
1: 220. Or 221. So it's 61 more uncontested Lord. or unguarded catch-and-shoot shots. Do you want to take a guess at where Dallas finished last year? In unguarded catch and shoot shots per game. I'm
0: gonna say fifth.
1: First. First in the league. They're right now, they're twenty-fourth in the league, and last year they finished first. This year they're averaging thirteen unguarded catch and shoot shots a game. This year this year's thirteen. Last year was a little over seventeen. So almost a five shot difference in that. And going from first to twenty-fourth.
0: The Mavericks are 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 taking less unguarded shots like you said and this is yeah. what we've been talking about in all of these games the map Maver- the Mavericks are getting defended in a way that just cuts off it's the way the Clippers defended the Mavs in the playoffs the, the two years they played in the playoffs is all right have Luca beat us we're gonna cut off all these open shooters the Jazz in the first round the series last year were like we don't care go ahead and take all the open threes and Maxi hits eight threes and then all of a sudden the Mavs move on in the playoffs right like it's, yeah. pick, it's pick your poison in that, and teams so far, for the most part, have said, all right, Luca, go ahead and beat us with whatever you're going to do, dribbling, and we'll let you have a 40% usage rate. And he's going to be great a lot of nights, and he's going to beat teams. But the Mavs do need to get more of those shots and create more of those. And we've noticed that the, like, these guys are getting less shots, and when they get less shots, you get Bullock, who's shooting like 13% the last six games, yeah. right? Like if he doesn't take a ton of – he takes three threes and misses all of them, like – you know that that's one thing. He takes four and makes one of them. Then you know, percentage looks a lot different.
1: Because you know, I know a lot was made from Durant and Kyle Kuzma's comments, but like Kuzma wasn't wrong. Like he, he you know, as far as like a lot of these guys are are limited. And you look at some of these, you know, a lot of the role players in Dallas, they're built for this system with Dallas of. I mean, how many guys we're just gonna list across the, you know, roster and say, all right, I'm not comfortable with you creating a shot. Dorian, Reggie, Dwight, Josh Green, I mean, even, you know, Tim to an extent, like everybody outside of Denwitty and Luca. And so Christian Wood. Yeah, yeah, Christian Wood. And so it's like that's the type of they gotta figure out ways to generate these go get back to what they were doing last year and generate the unguarded catch and shoot shots, and I'll play the numbers. I'll play the odds that these guys will get their you know shooting percentages back up.
0: The other thing about this that I think is a a little underrated is last year they were playing, like, they played Porzingis a little bit more at five, and so he's the stretch five that stretched the floor out, and when you're stretching the floor out like this, like that, you can create more of those shots. Now if you're playing with Dwight Powell or even Christian Wood as a, you know, a pick and roll guy instead of a pick and pop, like spread the floor guy, and then JaVale, like if you're playing with JaVale at a certain point, you're not spreading the floor as much, and you're not creating as many wide open looks like that, so a little bit of, of it has been that. But the Mavericks didn't have enough like shot creation last year with those with these three guards at certain points. They need they still needed more of that or, or higher levels of it to, to be better. And so then they you no, know, then you remove one of them in Brunson and you're like, "All right, now we're really just scraping by to try and figure out how to create this offense." Now, all this we've said about the Mavs, they're still a top 10 offense right now. Yeah. So, they're still they're still doing great things on offense. Luka's just carrying them. Dinwiddie's been great. Uh, but to make it sustainable, I think you, you need to create more of those shots because that's what, like, half your roster is only good at on offense at a certain point.
1: Yeah. You know, and once again, we're we're doing this whole pod on improvements. We took the team approach instead of, you know, these individuals like, hey, javel you can be better. You can yeah. improve. You know, Pull like, lock, hit, a, hit a shot. <laughs> let, let me go ahead and say my, my third one because it goes with the unguarded one. I Whatever we want to call these four guys – but the four horsemen for whatever, <laughs> I don't know what we want to call him. Dorian, Reggie, Maxie, Tim Hardaway. And I say these four guys because they are the top four on the team in unguarded catch and shoot attempts. Yeah, And so they're the guys who's, you know, the benefactors to, you know, Lucas, you know, driving to the paint, they're getting the ball. This is their three-point percentage right now. Dorian's at 33%. This
0: just on threes or on unguarded threes?
1: Just on threes. Yeah, just yeah. not o- even unguarded. Overall. Yeah. Overall. Yes. Overall three-point percentage. Dorian's at 33%. Tim Hardaway's at at 33%. Reggie's at 29%. Maxie's at 28%. Mm. These are the guys who get the most catch-and-shoot shots on the team. And it's 33% to 28%, somewhere through there. Now, to give just a little glimpse into the playoffs last year, this was their playoffs three-point percentage last year. Maxie, 44%. Dorian, 43%. Reggie, 40%. Tim Hardaway didn't play. So, I think it's a it's a stark difference for fans right now because yeah. we went from watching this you know insane playoff run of seeing all three of those guys shoot forty to forty four percent from the three point line <laughs> and we're like knock down it, they're not even missing shots out here it's insane to oh crap come back down to earth to start the season in the first you know twelve games of the year to where they're thirty three to twenty eight percent and I just say that we're, we're looking at ways like ways this team can improve these guys are going to get the shots they're they're gonna they're gonna lead the team in unguarded or you know guarded catch and shoot shots on the team it has to be better than 33 percent from those spots
0: yeah the the team overall has to improve on that they also have to get a couple more looks right like like we were saying it's all kind of it's all kind of circular in that they have to create more shots to give the guys better rhythm to you know create more looks and then hit them um Dorian's is interesting because I did the thing earlier about Josh Green playing more minutes, and so Dorian's been playing like five minutes less or about four four minutes less a game over the last seven. His three-point percentage has went up in that. First five games, 26% from three. Last seven games, it's 37% from three. Like I think the decreased minutes has helped Dorian. It has not helped Reggie Bullock in the same way that you would hope, but I think that's helped Dorian a little bit, and he's sort of found his stroke now recently.
1: Yeah, yeah, he has.
0: My last one was just stop blowing leads. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That was it. I don't even really have any stats behind it because it, it's just been so obvious if you've watched them that they've blown leads every single one of their losses um except for the Wizards game, right? They've had they had a lead in the in the fourth quarter. In the Wizards game they yeah. even had a lead early in the game. So like we can ex, we can expound that to it. They had a double digit lead at some point during the game they've had uh in every single one of these games. They just keep blowing leads with you know, they, they change it feels like this team sort of when the when Luca comes in or Luca's out or when Luca's out and it's certain players and not certain players, it feels like they just play different brands of basketball and in all these different iterations, and then it feels clunky, and then all of a sudden, like it completely changes, and you're like, Oh, dang, we just gave up a 10-point lead because we were trying to settle into the game and figure out how to play with the guys that were on the court right now. And so some of that is beginning of the season. Some of that is new guys on the team that are are going to be hard to integrate a little bit. But just stop blowing leads.
1: <laughs> I am. If you've been listening to this pod for a while, you know I'm I'm a diehard Baltimore Ravens fan too. And I so my like I'm just pulling my hair out this year because if y'all are watching the NFL, the Ravens are basically the Mavericks in the NFL in the sense of just blowing leads in the fourth quarter, and from the Miami Dolphins game to these other games to where. There was this crazy stat with the Ravens to where they they led they they were only losing for like four minutes out of the first like five weeks, but they had <laughs> lost like you know two three games. So crazy. I'm just going nuts right now in my sports fandom world because it feels like both of my teams just can't <laughs> hold the lead, and I'm like going into the fourth quarter is like, can you just keep this thing going? But they have to figure it out. You know, it was the Orlando game they had 13 points in the fourth quarter. That's this I don't know if it's a mental thing at this point. I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if it's a lineups or chemistry or just the start of the season. Whatever it is, they gotta figure it out because it's they, they don't have a ton of confidence in the fourth quarter right now. Fans or players. Are you, are
0: you still talking about the Ravens? Or are you talking about, you talking
1: talking about, about the Mavs? <laughs> okay. on. I
0: was like, I couldn't figure out when you transitioned back from the Ravens to the to the Mavs and that. Um here's a bonus one. Um, Dorian is shooting or Dorian has an incredible foul rate right now. 2.6%, 70 percentile. So that's like a really, really good percentage. Uh, he's not fouling a lot basically is that number. He's guarding yeah. some of the best players in the NBA and he's not fouling. Bullock is at 4.7. So almost double what Dorian's foul rate is. He's in like the 11th percentile. Like that's really bad. And, uh, Josh Green is at 4% as well. So
1: both Jamie Lillard. Screw that one over. That
0: one was that was that was <laughs> tough on on, on Bullock and, and Josh. But yeah, like Bullock and Josh Green just foul a little bit less, and Dorian stay stay where where you are on on fouls. But
1: yeah, I mean Reggie hasn't had a good start this season. So no,
0: but those fouls like create opportunities and creates free throws and creates you know stoppages of play. And this is how you blow leads when you allow a team to get in the bonus, and then they, every foul that they make is going to the free throw line and all that. So,
1: yeah. And, and these are things that we think, obviously that we think they should improve on. There's other numbers that you can look at. And I just don't think that they should improve on those. Like you can look at pace and say, Hey, they're 30th in a league. I don't care about that. that like yeah. they, they've shown that they can be successful with that. So I'm not sitting here saying, man, they need to get up and run all the time. Some of you might. So like it, this is kind of opinion based too, of like what they should improve on and whatever.
0: Let us know in the comment section below. Which yeah. one area do you think they need to improve on? If you think it's pace, let us know in the comments why. All that, check it out in the comment section. Talk to each other. Enjoy the Raccoon Squad. <laughs> it's a good community. Thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen every day. Now make your next listen. Lockdown Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reaction, big game recaps, and the take of the day available on Odyssey, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps.
1: Peace Boom. Up.